everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We are discussing mental health for the creative community. And joining us as our guest is Srijan Mahajan, who is a musician and entrepreneur. Let's jump right in. That took a second. For a second, I was like, wait. I know. <laughs> is he joining? Is he not joining? What's happening? Thanks, How Srijan. How's it going? How are you? Very good. Happy Friday morning. You know, I was going to ask, how are you? And then I looked outside and the sun is shining so nicely and brightly that I was like, I know it's a good day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a okay. great day because coffee and sunshine and uh, talking about something that's dear to us. Yeah, so for everyone joining us, <laughs> people know probably, but we're going to be talking about the mental health impact of the pandemic, specifically on the creative community. And we have introduced you as an entrepreneur and a musician, but I always like our guests to introduce themselves. So let's start a little bit about your journey, both as a musician and also your foray into the entrepreneurial space, especially with Pause, because I know that we have, like, at least now I feel like people are finally talking about mental health. You know, for a long time, it was a subject that everyone kind of like struggled with in isolation. And I think the pandemic actually has changed that quite significantly because mental health has become very central to conversations today. So um, yeah, let's jump in. Just tell us a little bit about yourself first. Um, I, as you've known me for so long, you know that I find it difficult sitting still. Uh, so of course I have been a musician now for about 15 years. Um, I have been an entrepreneur uh, for some part of that uh, journey uh, because we started one, uh, me and my friend started a digital learning company a couple of years ago, which was, uh, which is called Project Mint. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've toured my whole life. Uh, I've played drums with a bunch of different acts and played uh, like maybe I think more than a thousand concerts around the world. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I've run a studio, I've worked on films, TV, I've lived in Bombay. I have seen the music business, uh, on a very, uh, deep and dark and dirty level, uh, which is actually, uh, one of the reasons why I managed to, I mean, I consciously decided to get out of this. Uh, as you said, mental health was something that, uh, I mean, I've always been cognizant of my own mental health because I myself have dealt with a lot of um, anxiety, some panic. Uh, I had a couple of panic attacks way back in the day. And uh, I managed to find a self-care routine that worked for me, at least managed to take out the uh, the panic attacks per se. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's there's been a bunch of nonsense that has happened. The pandemic made it all extremely bad um, because for the simple fact of the matter that uh, there was no work from going to working like 16 hours a day uh, when all of a sudden um, our country went into lockdown I moved back from Bombay to Delhi uh, just for what I thought was just for a few weeks or, or maybe a month or so tops uh, led to about a year a year and a half of almost no work I haven't played a concert in like two years and, yeah, insane. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was just crazy. So a lot of nonsense happened at the time, of course. And um, yeah, I mean, I, and, I mean, to be honest with you, Getty, like I am uh, one of the uh, privileged few to be able to be in a spot where I could manage to um, sort of still exist and not have to worry about, let's say, family or providing for myself or anybody else in that sense. Uh, there were a lot of artists and creatives who 
this hit much worse and uh, i can't even imagine the kind of turmoil they would have gone through i think that's why i actually wanted to have this conversation and i encourage the people who are joining us i mean if you have like an observation or a comment or even a personal experience that you'd like to share then do pop into the comments and we'll sort of relate those but i wanted to have this conversation with you srijan because when the first wave um, you know when the first wave first broke we uh, had a lot of young reporters that were pitching stories about how the pandemic was impacting the creative community specifically whether that was artists or theater actors or musicians and that's because the creative community is very dependent on you know for instance especially musicians on live gigs on playing at concerts or even at like the neighborhood bar and all of a sudden that was pretty much like completely taken away and while other professions have sort of like kind of like recovered in the last two years or find a way to like function in this bizarre new world musicians actually are still struggling because i mean you still don't have gigs coming back and uh, i don't even know what a packed crowd or a packed concert is going to feel like i mean i would be hesitant to attend something like that so it just basically shows a huge shift in mentality um so yeah you were saying you were in bombay when this happened and uh, you were you, you thought you were coming back to delhi for a few weeks now just take us through those initial two years like from a mental health perspective were you confused lost how did how did that trajectory go for you i think it was confusion loss despair um uh, but the good part of all of that was uh, slow and eventual clarity uh, and uh, taking out my options uh, which was something that was really really good for me personally uh, because uh, there was so much despair and so much uncertainty honestly because there was no work uh, so uh, most of my work personally was either playing gigs or producing music for let's say um uh films or tv right and almost all ad shoots had stopped everything had stopped uh, concerts had stopped so there was a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen and that i think it's common to everybody in the first few months of the pandemic um but uh it did give me a lot of clarity about what i didn't want to do and uh, i wanted to basically that i myself and this is i think one of the um, one of the things uh, i this is not a plug i promise you but it just gave me a chance to pause to be very frank with you like i have and you've known me for so many years like you know that i have since college since first year of college i have just been working and i have been working non stop and i haven't taken a break i haven't even thought about what am i actually doing from a long term perspective and just like okay great gigs are happening i'm getting to play drums i'm getting to make music for a living this is great i don't it doesn't matter we'll figure it out and that's always been my thing that okay we will figure it out uh but it when suddenly that figuring it out stopped for like two years i was just like or maybe even a year i was just like listen this is not what i want to do from a long term perspective uh, especially the living in bombay and uh being a part of the music business which i'm really not too fond of cuz it made me i think fall out of um love with music uh mm-hmm. which i i just didn't i i i just didn't want to be in that spot anymore you know and sure i mean this is a um a weird spot to be in where if you love what you do or if you do what you mm-hmm. love eventually you will fall out of love with it and that's fine uh, it's not it's not a, not a problem of that which is okay but i feel also at a very basic level uh it was making me into a person that i wasn't okay with being and hitting pause and having that time to think for like 6 months or or maybe even a year 
it made me realize that it was much more important to me uh, to maintain my integrity and my moral values as a human being uh, than to just become something else to succeed in in something that I didn't even know whether I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, with you, I think you were able to constructively deal with it, and we'll talk a little bit about pause the app in just a minute. But I want your uh, reflections on how you think the rest of the musician creative community has probably dealt with the pandemic. Uh, is there now maybe a little bit of respite? Are people figuring out a new normal, or is there still a lot of anxiety and you know uh, confusion as far as the future for most musicians? Let's say people that you know. Uh, how are they dealing with um, the post pandemic or it, we're still in the pandemic so pandemic. Say, but yeah how are they dealing with the current scenario oh uh, i think uh, it's been a bittersweet kind of a situation uh, it's been bad because obviously there is way too much uncertainty there is way too much uh, stuff that is not that's not going well and you know at the end of the day i mean unless you're a studio musician or a session guy or a producer uh, i think heart of hearts uh, most uh, at least performance artists i would i would say and i would include actors i would include uh, yeah. you know dancers i would include uh, this whole performing arts crew uh, i think at the end of the day uh, what really does uh, fulfill us on a uh, on a very emotional level is being out there and performing out there for people uh which is something that a lot of people haven't been able to do me included for like 2 years now um but at the same time that's the bitter part of it the sweet part of it is uh as um, i mean necessity is the mother of invention right and so i find it amazing that so many people have just found ways uh to and as somebody over here just said that mostly with artists who don't have access to internet which is exactly what i was coming to that a lot of artists at least in the urban spaces and in the urban settings and who are coming out of cosmopolitan cities have been able to let's say uh, uh improvise and do gigs on let's say instagram uh, they're able to do lessons there are these um Finally enough last night I got a call from somebody who's just set up this app called uh, the Jam Room app if I'm not mistaken uh and there's this a uh, young founder in Delhi uh, Rohan and he set this up as a way for musicians uh to sort of sign up and they can choose to uh, give out uh, lessons or like mentoring sessions or just their access to their time to their fans which is such a great thing to do uh, just to increase let's say revenue to increase uh, the kind of connection that you have with your fans in a in a time span where you can't play gigs because if you're not playing gigs uh, this is the only medium that you have then yeah and but i think the only problem with that is and i remember during the first wave when people were innovating a little bit and like trying to have like a digital alternative to live performances we would like go into like little zoom rooms where people would be djing or do like doing like a private concert it seemed like it was people trying to make a, the best out of a bad situation but it didn't really turn out to be something anyone could monetize so again from a livelihood angle it is something that is is like i said making the best of a bad situation but has there been any progress as far as monetizing these different avenues of performances are concerned i think uh, some people have managed to do something um uh, not maybe not monetizing performances uh, but a lot of people have gotten very creative with 
uh, community. So a lot of people have leveraged Discord, Patreon uh, for uh, for a huge, uh, to a huge degree. For instance, somebody like a Dhruvishwanath has uh, really, really, you know, um, the app's name is Jampad, in fact, they're here. Um, but yeah, I mean, somebody like a Dhruvishwanath has truly done wonders by making his Discord server, releasing, like, I think, I think he put out a song a month or I think maybe even more on the thing. And he he experimented with that normal creator model, which is, I think, the beginnings of the new creator economy, which we'll see in the next 10 years. Obviously, going into NFTs and all of this stuff is one way or a modality of monetizing your content. But I feel um, in general, the trend is that there will be a lot more tools which will be available to creators to monetize not only their performances, but everything else that they produce. Um, and this has just been accelerated by the pandemic and how, just like a lot of other things have been accelerated yeah. by the pandemic. I think this is also one of those things, which is just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think some optimism on that front is also important. Now I wanted to talk a little bit about pause in particular. Because, uh, I mean, I know it's an app and I know you guys are launching soon, but my questions are, how did the idea for it come about? Was it born out of your own personal experience and your conversations with people in the community? And also, how exactly does it even work? Um, so I think it started out, again, as I said, in, I think, March 2020, uh, things were all over the place. Uh, we just moved back and... Uh, there was a lot of lot of crap going on in the world, I think, as everybody knew. Uh, but I was completely, as I told you, I was in a wrecked mental state because of work. Uh, and incidentally, uh, my best friend from childhood, Ankur, was in a similar state because he has been a small business owner and he works in the construction industry. Yeah. And uh, his work had completely stopped. Uh, and again, the same questions... And the, the funny part is that we hadn't even spoken, we hadn't met for like a couple of months, right? Um, and the same questions were arising for each of us, which was that from a 10-year or a 15-year time horizon, is this what we really see ourselves doing? Forget the pandemic. It just made us pause and think about this, right? Even if the pandemic gets okay tomorrow, is this really what we want to do? Um, and uh, obviously, that's not an easy question to answer when you've been in something for 15 years and your entire identity of, and yourself is truly tied to that. Like uh, today, if somebody were to ask me, what do you do? My instinctive response is going to be, oh, I play music. But it's not the case anymore. But whatever, that is going to be because that is so closely tied to my sense of self. Um, but these were questions that came about. We didn't really have an answer to these questions, obviously, because these are two like these are big questions which need time to be thought out of. Uh, and But one thing that we did realize, uh, funnily enough, when we met for the first time um, in the middle of the first wave or the second, or the first wave in 2020 um, was that, I mean, I told him that I was looking for a therapist and if he knew anybody and uh, he said that, listen, I've also been looking for a therapist and I can't, I don't know anybody, so let's find somebody. And I was like, okay, cool, great. Um, so that began uh, in, I think, September or uh, I think uh, August, September, sometime in 2020, we started looking for therapists. And um, obviously, uh, I think everybody was looking for therapy and everybody was looking for support at the time. So therapists were also all over the place. Uh, but to be honest, I think 
we personally went through, uh, I think, 10 or 15 therapists in a span of a two-month window. Um, and we truly could not find anybody who we uh, connected with and who truly understand, uh, who truly could understand what we were going through as uh, as creatives and as uh, as a freelancer or a business owner. And um, that just led us, it obviously frustrated us to no end uh, because you're just like, listen, here I am willing to put myself out there in front of people and I have been through so many people uh, and I have not been able to find somebody who is right for me. Um, so that led us to thinking that, you know, uh, incidentally, we realized, uh, which is uh, in hindsight, in retrospect, obviously, a vision is 2020, but uh, it just made us realize that so technically founders and artists and creatives and freelancers all have very um, similar traits because these are all creative people. These are all people who will take the burden of the world upon their own shoulders. They will want to fix problems. They will want to, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they just, and they just want to put their ideas out in the world and make the world better. And uh, whether it's through art, whether it's through products, whether it's through technology, whatever it might be, but these are people who just want to do that. And they take stupid risks at some point in time. They're mostly uh, uh, full of self-doubt. Uh, they're mostly uh, full of a lot of uh, a good mix of narcissism and self-doubt, actually, I would say. Um, and yeah, I mean, so that's I mean, journalists that's... as well, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's where we, what we realized that it's actually pretty similar. And why don't we try since we couldn't find anybody good for us? Why, should, why can't we try and see if there is something that we can do to contextualize uh, mental health for these specific sort of people, um, which is what we ended up working on. Uh, so from, I think, January 2021, we, uh, so there's a friend of our, uh, mine from childhood, a family friend who is a psychologist. And we just wanted to sound off the idea with her because obviously uh, narcissism 101, uh, big ideas and we can change the world. But uh, we wanted to get a professional's point of view on it, uh, which is why we uh, spoke to Aditi and uh, had a couple of initial discussions with her. And turns out that uh, we could do something with it. Um, so we've been working with her now for about a, a year and just trying to sort of figure out how we can best serve this small set of people who are uh, crazy enough to want to change the world. Yeah. Yeah. So are you, is the app uh, largely targeted pretty much just to the creative community or can, let's say, I, can I access uh, your resources? How exactly does it work? So firstly, uh, unfortunately, uh, due to uh, I, the amazing people in dev teams uh, our app is delayed by another two weeks um of course surprise, surprise. it is surprise yeah. surprise uh but uh no so uh the entire point of this Kathy, is that um our therapists that we work with are specifically obviously uh i mean aditi and we as pause work with them to sort of make them understand on a larger scale uh how uh, they can truly uh, work with founders and creators and artists and entrepreneurs to uh, serve them better, obviously. And these are all great therapists on their own. So, of course, you, as you said, a journalist is possibly going through some of the same stuff. You, of course, you can come on board and, you know, you'll get something um, with that. But, yeah, I mean, 
Therapy is one of the things that we are offering on the app right now. Um, from a larger scale vision point of view, we are also looking at a lot of stuff to do with um, self-help and a lot of uh, tools which can be used as coping mechanisms, which, for instance, reduce uh, if you're obviously not required, if you don't require therapy uh, once a week or if you're not in a severe spot where you can go do with therapy, maybe do therapy for three months or six months and then wean off it and just need these coping mechanisms to work with. Those are actually the kind of things that we are also working on. Uh, because um, while, while let's say I might need therapy for, for my entire life, you might not and you might just need immediate coping mechanisms and you might not want to even go to the deep-rooted issues that you might have uh, and you might not want to fix those issues, which is absolutely fair whatever that is, whatever works for whoever it is. But one thing that we are very keen on delivering is immediate or short-term relief from the specific um, symptoms of what you're going through. So for instance, if you have a lot of anxiety and uh, due to the uncertainty that is being caused by your work, how do we relieve that so that you are able to continue functioning in your daily life? Your daily life does not need to be hampered. And that is what we are truly trying to do and giving you those tools so that over time you build resilience in a way that you can work through and work with the things that might really be debilitating today. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think what you have said is something that a lot of people that are watching and have tuned in will probably relate to completely because it is true, you know, it is um, as now, as soon as the pandemic hit, most of us, everybody I know has started dealing with anxiety in some form, in fact, because the conversations on mental health were not that central to our everyday lives. People didn't even realize that what they were dealing with was anxiety and stress. And uh, when the conversations turned to look for therapists, people actually didn't know where to find those therapists. There were those lists that were going around of people that you could contact if you were struggling with things. But when you try to contact most of those people, they didn't have uh, availability, you know, they didn't have like you were getting appointments, God knows, like two months down the line or whatever it was. So I think it's going to be a very useful tool for sure. But uh, before we end, because uh, we're running out of time, I just have one sort of slightly sad observation. And I want you to, I don't know, maybe put my mind at ease. But as long as I've known you, I've known you as a musician, right? Like you played with Parikrama, with Half Step Down, with Shubha Mutkal. And you did it. You like kind of like went to Bombay, you were making music. Um, that was your primary identity. And I didn't really ever think that you would leave music. And the last time I met you, you kind of like said that I barely play any gigs, maybe once a month, if anything. And you're the same person who said you've played over a thousand concerts. So was the pandemic kind of like a slight blow to your identity and your, I don't know, your passion? Because I don't see you leaving music for any other reason. So I'm just wondering whether this is a bittersweet. I mean, I'm glad you found your calling in terms of like, um, as a founder and an entrepreneur as well. But I don't know, it's still a little unsettling because it's like, this is someone sure. I've associated with following their passion and have they been forced <laughs> to give that up? So yeah, just a few parting thoughts on what that process has been like. I personally uh, don't think, to be honest with you, Getty, that, uh, I mean, a lot of it is true, but the one thing that I will tell you is that, uh, if anything, I feel more in love with music than I did for the past five years, which is something that I find really, and it's weird for me, 
because for the past five years, um, if I had a day off or if I wasn't if I wasn't working, in fact, like I'm sure you would you would remember this. If ever we met, I would never want to listen to music. I would never want to go out and watch a gig. I would never want to do any of these things because I was too close to the wall. I just did not want to do anything related to music, and it had become too worky. And I just it just that's just how it was. Um, and obviously, a lot of that has to do with being having done that for like 15 years and spent so much time doing it. Where I was just like, listen, I'm done. Um, but I think it just gave me a lot more perspective. The pandemic gave it, gave me a lot more perspective and it forced me to actually think about the parts that I truly love about music, uh, which is playing drums and, um, playing gigs, uh, which I think has been not bittersweet, but absolutely fantastic because today, uh, I'm perfectly okay with playing two gigs a month. Um, I just, and I'm happy playing drums in my own house, listening to music that I truly love listening to and playing. Uh, and I, I'm okay with playing gigs at even like an open jam at a piano man. I don't, I, 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 like I've done, I'm done playing gigs to, to 10,000 people world over. It's, it's okay. I've done that. I love doing it. I wouldn't say I wouldn't want to do it. I would still want to do it, but it's, that's the part of it that I love. And if I am in a position to be able to keep the part that I love and discard the parts that I don't, I think it's just been a net positive outcome of the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. So now that answers my slightly like personal question. When I asked that question, because I feel like there might be other, you know, sort of musicians in a similar boat who have changed track. And a little bit of, of that is, of course, necessity and partly, you know, um, circumstance. So I get that. So I get, I appreciate that answer. And yeah, we're just going to wrap up. And uh, while we wrap up, when is Pause actually launching? <laughs> Do you guys have like a launch date or it's lost so to the developers? We're launching, uh, we will be launching uh, in a private beta in the next 10 days or two weeks for sure. Uh, for the next two months, we are in private beta, but we have a wait list. Uh, so you can actually sign up on the waitlist and uh, we will try and fix you up with, uh, set you up with a great therapist um, and try and serve your needs if we can, as soon as we can. And uh, yeah, I think we're looking at a launch, uh, uh, like a public, public launch of the app by May. But of course, uh, it all depends on the dev team and uh, what they can manage to pull off or not pull off. So I have one uh, last question on uh, pause. Uh, how does it work? Do I have to pay and how much do I pay if I have to, if I want to access a therapist? Yeah. So yes, you have to pay for therapy. Uh, we have, depending on your needs, we have clinical or counseling psychologists uh, and uh, the current rate uh, till we're in private beta is 1800 rupees an hour for clinical psychologists, for a counseling psychologist and 2400 for a clinical um, and yeah, I mean, we match you with depending on your needs. So we have a, a, a proprietary MSc, which is a mental status examination. I mean, the, the mental status examination is a, a standard, pretty standard questionnaire. Uh, but we have a proprietary matching algorithm that we have worked on uh, to basically be able to pair you with the right fit therapist, because we feel that that is if you can get a therapist that you vibe with, I'm sorry to use such coarse language, but um, if you get a therapist that truly gets you and that, that you have a rapport with, 
we feel that the therapeutic alliance and the therapeutic process is a lot stronger than it would be if you were just sort of on the fence about, oh, does the other person even get me? Is the other person judgmental? Do they even understand what I'm going through? Uh, so that is what we do. And uh, yes, it is paid. Uh, you can fill up the MSC. Uh, you can sign up for the waitlist. We'll send you the MSC. You have a free 30-minute call with uh, our uh, in-house psychologist and our chief clinical officer, Aditi. Um, she will figure out basis of the MSC and the algorithm what the best course of action for you might be. And we will refer you to uh, the therapist depending on the slots that they have. And you can make the payment and yeah. Okay. Yeah, sounds pretty straightforward. Uh, okay, somebody has got a quick question which we'll just cover. Uh, since online communities were already ballooning pre-pandemic, do young entrepreneurs, musicians, etc. run the risk of getting lost in the internet? Any um, response to that, Srijan? Since online communities were already ballooning, um, yeah, I mean, it's easy to get lost, but I truly feel that, uh, I don't know, if you provide enough value and if you, if, if, if you provide, you know, I mean, something that people really, really care about and, and you are sincere in your vision of providing that, I think you can always cut through the clutter. Yeah. I think it's also important to acknowledge, which we haven't in this conversation, that we're limiting this conversation, of course, to an urban, um, you know, Absolutely. a more privileged community of artists and musicians and founders and creators who have access to the internet and have access to resources. And of course, there are a lot of performing artists that don't have that access who are very terribly hit by the pandemic and are still struggling. Um, but of course, I don't, I don't like conflating. I almost feel like every time we have this conversation, we have to acknowledge that conversation. And I feel like this has its own uh, challenges and deserves being spoken about independently. Um, but yeah, I just also want to acknowledge that, that we are, of course, all yeah. very um, aware that the two worlds are very separate. And there are a lot of challenges, no matter what aspect of life you're dealing with. And on a parting note, I think every single profession has been impacted. I mean, journalists, I think maybe one yeah. of the conversations that we can have will be with reporters in the field who had to deal with like the, the fear of contracting COVID or taking it back to family and friends yeah. and yet having to like be on the ground reporting stories and things like that. We have a lot of reporters on our team that have had to like, you know, be at crematoriums or hospitals and things like that. So every profession I think has been impacted and two years later, I think is a good time to analyze what that impact has been and the mental health aspect of that impact. Absolutely. So yeah, it's nice that you guys are doing something as a community to address that for your community. So um, yeah, okay, cool. So we have run Thank out of time. You. I'm going to like, press the big X button here and sure. hope that this is. Thanks, Regent. Thanks for Thank joining you. us. All Bye. right, bye guys.